This is Pioneering Today with Upper Skagit's own Melissa K. Norris. Inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots here in the beautiful North Cascade Mountains on KSVU 90.1 Community Radio. This is Melissa K. Norris with Pioneering Today. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about keeping GMO foods out of your kitchen and out of your home and out of your bodies. So I had talked about GMOs um, and explaining what they were on our uh, one of our previous episodes. Uh, if you missed that episode, you can go to melissaknorris.com and you can get that, um, click on the button that says podcast and all of the episodes, you can listen to any of those. So you can go through there and listen to that one. So if you didn't catch that one or you're not sure, I'm going to give you a quick recap on what GMO foods um, are, what that means, and why we don't want them. So GMO stands for genetically modified organisms. Um, and in reference to our, our food, um, has been scientists have went in and genetically modified the food. They have injected either um, bacteria, viruses, and foreign matter into the cell structure of these plants and the food um, that are not normally there because of course you wouldn't have bacteria and viruses normally in <laughs> in your plants so uh, one of the largest genetically modified companies that are doing this is called named and called Monsanto Monsanto are the people who um, invented agent orange which I'm sure you have heard of um, they are the ones that are responsible for most of the genetically modified corn in our food supply that's grown in the United States uh, recently in Oregon, they were told to shut down a genetically modified wheat that they had been working on. They did not, and it was found in a farmer's um, field because plants will cross-pollinate and grow. They don't stay contained in one little field when you plant them. Um, so that caused a huge, huge um, crushing blow to the export wheat that those farmers do. In fact, there's a big lawsuit um, going on with all of that. You can Google and, and look and learn all about that. Um, they were trying to do a genetically modified apple in, um, I believe it was in uh, Canada, um, so that it wouldn't turn brown when you cut it. Um, they thought it would make it more appealing. Um, the, the problem with, with GMOs is, um, for instance, what Monsanto did, they're also... Um, their corn, they genetically modified it so that it is resistant to Roundup, which is a pesticide, which means that there are cells, there is some of the Roundup and pesticides inside of the plant. So when it grows, it's resistant and they can spray as much as they want of these pesticides and Roundup and that. So they're actually spraying more onto these crops. Um, it won't kill the plant. It will kill the weeds because it already has some of that in its DNA. So it's already in there. Um, their theory on this is once we ingest these foods and it gets into the gut, um, that the pesticide just won't, won't matter, that it won't go any further. Um, but they've done studies where they've been sampling, um, you know, blood, feces, that kind of thing. And there's a percentage that's crossing over and, in, and into the bodies. It's not being contained, which a uh, big surprise there, right? Um, Genetically modified food, genetically engineered food um, is one thing that you're going to be hearing um, a lot about. It's not actually a new thing. It's just the media <laughs> has not been reporting about it. Oh, there's lots of speculations and theory on why. Um, 
so people just don't have a lot of knowledge about it. Um, the United States is one of the only places that allows the gen genetically modified food and does not require it to be labeled. So you don't even know some of the food sources that you're eating is already genetically modified um, because they don't have to label it. Um, the FDA and the government declared so far there's lots of movements that we're trying uh, people are trying to get that changed so that you can know that it has to be mod that it has to be labeled um, if it has any kind of genetically modified ingredient in it um, so that's in the works but at this point there is not um, actually in 1994 was one of the first um, there was the genetically engineered growth hormone um, you might have heard RBGH, which is recombinant bovine growth hormone, was injected into beef to make it grow bigger and faster. Um, the problem with this and, and with most genetically engineered and genetically modified food is there are no long-term studies on what it does to humans. Um, the RBGH was only studied for 30 days in rats. It was never studied in humans. And that's the same thing with the genetically modified food. They say they don't think that it will harm people, but they don't know. There's no long-term studies. So that's kind of the, the, the problem on getting data um, is there isn't a lot out there. Most of the studies that have been done have been by the companies that are trying to get it approved and sold. They're the people that are doing the studies and then giving the studies to the FDA, which really seems like a, a contradiction to me, conflict of interest. But anyways, so that's kind of a little uh, background history for you real quick on GMOs and why they're bad for you. Um, so some ways to avoid GMO foods and keep them out um, is when you're at the, the store and you're shopping is to buy certified organic. Um, I already try to use as much organic things as I can because this means that they're growing without harmful pesticides and chemicals. They're growing just the good old natural way, um, you know, that God intended without um, scientists getting in the way. So when you buy a certified organic product in regards with GMO, it means that it can't knowingly contain GMOs. So that's kind of your, your safeguard um, right there. Another way um, for on, on things that, that you, maybe you can't get organically or for whatever reason you can't purchase that way um, is there is look for the non-GMO project. Um, it's actually um, up in Be up in Bellingham is where it's been founded. Um, but you can go online and look at the non um, just type in non GMO project and look for the non GMO verified seals. So you'll see this um, on certain products, and that means that it's been verified and tested, and it contains no more than zero point nine percent of GMO products. So. Um, Sugar beets is one of the major GMO crops, actually, where most of your white refined sugar comes from. So the only sugar that I buy um, carries this seal and is actually carried um, at Costco and Amazon. You can get it um, at many different places, but it's um, wholesome, fair trade, organic, raw sugar. Um, so then I, I use that and I, you know, I don't feel, um, bad. It's not white. It's kind of, um, it's actually really cool. It's a little bit, um, larger, um, because it's not so much processed. It's a little bit larger grains than your traditional white table sugar. And it's, um, it's a, a light brown. It's not brown sugar though. Um, but I really like it. Um, I haven't noticed any difference in cooking. If anything, I like it better. I use it in everything. It's the only sugar, um, that's in my our home. Um, so that's one thing that you want to look for is certified organic or a non-GMO project verified seal. Um, read your labels. This is huge. Um, 
GMO products are in a lot of foods that you wouldn't necessarily think. So majority of this is going to be because corn, sugar beets and sweet corn are your biggest genetically modified crops right now. So high fructose corn syrup is just about in everything. Um, you look at the labels, you'll be shocked what it's in. It's in bread, cereals, of course. It's in chips. It's in ketchup. It's in sauces. It's in salad dressing. It's in tomato sauce. Um, so the big thing is to know what's in the food that you're buying. Read the labels. Do you know what those ingredients are? If not, then don't buy it. Or if you see the high fructose corn syrup, then you know that it's a genetically modified product. Um, so the highest GMO crops, and this, again, knowing, knowing this and then reading your labels to see if it's in that, um, are, like we said, is the sweet corn. Soybean. Soybean has been toted as a big health um, product for quite a while. Um, there's lots of things about soybean that, that were recently revealed that aren't so great. Um, one of them is it's genetically modified, and then there's some links to some other things. Um, so you can Google that and, and investigate that more on your own. Um, canola oil, which is um, an oil that I don't cook with. Um, a, a great alternative is to buy coconut oil. Coconut oil is much healthier for you. Um, it's much safer, um, and it's not GMO. Um, Cottonseed, and then, of course, sugar from sugar beets. So these are our major... Uh, GMO crops right now so that you want to check your um, labels for. So of course, anything with corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup in it, anything that's made from from corn, sweet corn, um, unless you're buying organic um, or um, right now, popcorn is not from sweet corn. And so as far as I know, and, and um, you know, all the research that I've done, popcorn is not a genetically modified corn right now. And blue corn, Blue corn has not been genetically modified yet, um, or that the public is aware of that's been released. So, um, you know, you can buy, we buy organic blue corn chips when I want to have chips. Um, you can get the blue corn tortillas when you want to do tortillas, um, that kind of a thing. So those, those are not uh, genetically modified as far as we know yet. Um, and then the next is to avoid the GMO. Oh, I want to give you these um, really quick websites that offer extensive lists of GMO-free products. So, you know, by brand and by food and that kind of thing. So those websites are um, the non-gmoshoppingguide.com. And the other one is non-gmoproject.org. So all of this that I'm going, um, that if you want more info on, you can go to melissaknorris.com. And you can either click on the podcast and bring up this podcast episode. And I always have the resources listed um, that I give throughout the show so that you can just click on those really easily. Or just um, I actually have a non-GMO food guide that you can look at and, and um, download also. And so you, you can just go to the search button at melissaknorris.com and type in non-GMO food guide and you'll pull that up as well. Um, so those are some resources that I wanted to give to. So as we go along here... Um, so in the kitchen, one, make sure you're not bringing GMO products into your kitchen. Um, and the biggest way to do that is to, like I said, certified organic, read your labels, and stay away from the high-level GMO crops. And in the kitchen is to cook from scratch. So when you're, when you're cooking, most GMO products, the majority of them is in your processed foods. So the more that you cook from scratch and from traditional foods, the less GMO stuff you're going to have in your home. 
And when you're cooking from scratch, you're controlling the ingredients, you know, what's going into the product and you don't have to worry about it. And honestly, many times when you cook from scratch, the items are a lot cheaper when you make it at home um, than when you buy them pre-made at the store and packaged. And this allows extra room in your food budget for buying those certified organic products because sometimes they are a little bit more expensive. Um, But for the health benefits and the ways, and then when I do um, cook already so much from scratch at home, then it, then it allows me to be able to purchase those items that I need to, that are really um, high risk. So that's one thing, Um, you know, and you don't have to have a lot of time either when you're cooking from scratch. I think a lot of people, um, you know, we assume that it's just going to take so much longer. And that's why we buy the process things. Um, What it does require is a little bit of planning. Um, So for instance, um, I break all of our own bread. Um, I use a lot of different recipes, but one of the, the quick ones and the standbys that I use, you may have heard me talking about it before in previous episodes is, um, as based off of five minute bread in five minutes a day, um, from artisan bread. And it has just, um, five ingredients in it. It takes less than five active minutes a day. And that recipe is on the sidebar of melissacanorris.com. And you can just click on the picture. I have a video that shows you how to do it. And I also have the recipe down. And so you can bake your own bread um, because high fructose corn syrup is in most of your breads. You'd actually be shocked when you look through the ingredients on there. Um, So we want to cook from scratch as much as possible when we're at home. And the other thing is um, if you are growing your own garden, um, is to make sure that you're growing heirloom plants. And that's one way to ensure that none of your seed is going to have GMOs in it. Uh, The biggest problem is with the corn is most corn seed that you purchase, unless you're purchasing it and they say it's been tested and it's not GMO corn, most of the corn has been contaminated because corn has such a high cross-pollination. Corn can cross-pollinate up to five miles away depending upon conditions. So you could plant regular non-GMO corn in your field and there could be some GMO corn um, five miles away and they can cross-pollinate. You don't even know it. And so you go to save that seed, you know, these farmers, and then next year you plant it and that corn has been cross-pollinated and contaminated with GMO corn. So that's why corn um, is so hard right now to find that's not GMO. Uh, One place that um, does certify that they have some corn seed varieties that are not, do not have not tested to have any GMOs in them is, um, Baker heirloom seeds. And that's at rareseeds.com. So I order a lot of my seeds, um, from them, um, as well. So, or, you know, you can check out other sites and they'll let you know for, um, heirloom and organic seeds. Um, another thing we want to make sure that we do is corn syrup replacements. Um, a lot of your, your baked goods, um, you know, especially when you're, if you are into candy making, you know, when the holidays and that kind of stuff rolls around, a lot of the recipes will call for using some corn syrup in it. Um, well, when you're baking from from scratch, you'll come across recipes that, that do call for corn syrup. Um, Rice Krispie treats, for example, call for corn syrup. So to replace corn syrup in any recipes that you're using, um, you have two options. One is to use a simple sugar recipe, which is sugar and water. And again, that's only going to work if you're using non-GMO sugar. And then the other way to do that is to replace the corn syrup with honey, Um, preferably from a local honey source. Um, We had uh, two episodes actually with our local um, bee expert 
Um, so you can go to mostcanorse.com, click on podcasts and listen to those two episodes to find out more about bees and honey. Um, but if you get it from a local honey keeper, you can ask them about their, their bees and their hive practices and their honey and that kind of a thing. Um, and then another thing that we want that I, that I do like to encourage is to buy local. Um, as far as GMOs are concerned, um, if you can't grow it yourself, if you can buy it from a local farmer, many local pharmacists practice organic farming. Not all of them can afford the organic certification. But if you actually go and visit their farms and you talk to them, get to ask them questions, then you can find out what their practices are. You can act, you can ask them, you know, what are your seed source? Does it have, you know, genetically modified um, in it? You can um, get a lot of information asked from them that way when you actually can talk to the person that is growing your food. Um, you know, and you'll have a lot more confidence in your food when you know the people that it came from. Not to mention, it will be much fresher and it will have a lot more nutrients in it than store-bought versions that have been shipped and sitting on the shelves for a week. Um, of course, the way to get the, the most um, nutrients from your food is if you grow it yourself. Um, when food is picked from, the longer food stays on the vine, the higher in nutrients it becomes. Um, when you're buying things commercially, they're picked a lot sooner. Um, they're not allowed to ripen all the way because they have to allow for that shipping time and then the time to sit on the store shelf. So anytime um, you can grow it yourself is best. Then if you can get it from a local farmer is better. Um, set, then third down would be a local farmer's market. And then, um, you know, lastly would be the store where it's been sitting there. A great thing is um, our local grocery store here in the produce section actually brings in products from local organic farmers. So you can find some of the produce as it's in season will be from local farmers, which I was really excited to see them bring that in this year. I think it's great. So um, you can actually go if you live in my hometown, you can go to your local grocery store and get um, fresh organic produce from the local farmers. So that's something too that you can ask, you know, ask this, the grocery store where do they get their produce. Is there any that comes from local farmers? Um, you know, get to know that way. So um, for more information on GMOs, um, again, you can go to those websites. Um, you can go to my website, mostcanorse.com, and as more and more things come up um, and is, you know, revealed and different things like that, um, it's a subject that I'm passionate about. And you'll hear me um, talking about it and doing different articles on it. Um, plus, you'll be able to find um, recipes and tips and tutorials on, you know, moving away from processed foods. Um, that's something in, in my house um, that we've been doing more and more. And one thing I'd like to suggest, and this is my advice for for anyone as you move into more traditional cooking, um, you know, be developing a more healthier diet and lifestyle which will include going away from genetically modified foods is pick the item that your family consumes the most of on a consistent basis. So basically what's something that you eat almost every day that's a processed item that you could make at home and start with that one item. For us, that was bread. Um, since then I've moved into, oh goodness, <laughs> lots of things. Um, I used to buy to put in the kids' lunchbox. Um, you know, like the fruit roll-ups. Those have a lot of high fructose corn syrup in them. Um, you can buy, if you don't want to make them yourself, I bought a dehydrator and have been making our own. You can find organic brands out there. Um, Annie's is one of them that doesn't have GMO products in it. Um, but just start with one thing and replace that. And then once you're comfortable and that's part of your routine, then move on to the next item that you guys consume the most of on a regular basis. 
So I hope that this will help keep you and your kitchen free of GMO foods. And thank you for listening. Again, this is Melissa K. Norris with Pioneering Today on KSVU 90.1.